0: Hi, this is Andrew Antar of tune.fm. We are a decentralized music streaming platform and music NFT marketplace where artists get the full value of their creativity. You're tuned into the edge of NFT where listeners get the full scoop on what's happening in web three to inspire their creativity. Keep listening.
1: Hey, Web3 Curious listeners, stay tuned for today's episode to learn how today's guest is retuning the future of music with a very large strategic partner to fully empower its mission to get artists paid. And why today's guest handcrafted violin from his parents is highly valued yet priceless at the same time. Finally, how you can both join the Jam Club and perhaps become the special listener who will receive 1 million Jam and Alpha group access.
2: Welcome to the Edge of NFT, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of Web3 today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts of the business side and also the human element of how Web3 is changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next.
1: Welcome to The Edge of NFT, the podcast created by Jeff Kelly, Ethan Jenny, and Josh Krieger, featuring a variety of top-notch guests and other hosts like myself, Richard Carthon.
3: It's another production of The Edge of Company, a quickly growing media ecosystem empowering the pioneers of Web3 tech and culture and responsible for other groundbreaking endeavors like the Outer Edge LA Innovation Festival.
1: Today's sponsored episode features Andrew Antar of TuneFM, the platform that enables fans to support artists directly while discovering local music across the world. Andrew is a Web3 founder, technologist, designer, developer, investor, musician, and artist. Andrew holds a blockchain patent and created the first startup incubator at Brown University. He's the founder of TuneFM. TuneFM is revolutionizing the music industry with groundbreaking new decentralized music streaming platform and music NFT marketplace, TuneFM. When the music gets played, the artist gets paid. Andrew, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
3: Yeah, man. It's great to see you again. I know it's uh, been a busy day for you. We'll get into that a little bit later in, in the program. But um, I, was, I was trying to reflect back. I think the last time we saw each other at IRL was Outer Edge 2023. Uh, that was great to have you as a partner for that. And, um, you know, looking forward to catching up on what's been happening since then.
0: Yeah, it was a great conference, made a lot of great connections, and uh, we've been hard at work and busy ever since, and uh, really excited for the announcement today and having this discussion about what we're doing, what we're building.
3: Yeah, us too, man. Um, you know, I wanted to start, though, by giving people a little bit more context on, on who you are, because, you know, obviously, you, you've you done a lot. You're, you're definitely qualified, in my mind, as a polymath, but part of your sort of um, your DNA is in, you know, the creative field of, of being musician and, and sort of artist. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that part of your journey?
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm, ever since I was four years old, um, I've been a classically trained violinist. And so I've been in music virtually my whole life. Um, I did a lot with that. I won some competitions, toured the world with some orchestras and, I went into college trying to start bands and work with other people. And I got electric violin, started doing jazz and rock and roll. And I even joined the Klezmer band and did all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've always been into music. I've al- always been into technology as well. I taught myself how to code and then I started the first startup accelerator, incubator and fund at Brown. And then um, I've also, always been uh, into finance, I started a hedge fund. And I also was super early to crypto. So I started mining Bitcoin in my dorm room around 2010. And so I've been in and out of the crypto market ever since. um, And really put together all of my interests and passions uh, into what this platform is, which is a combination of music, tech, finance and crypto.
3: Cool. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more, but you also, uh, you're also you also an
0: artist, right? Yeah, I'm also, um, besides musical artists, I'm a visual artist, uh, oil painter, graphic design. Um, I've done all kinds of things. Um, so always, I've always considered myself an artist first um, and always been uh, aware of the plight of the artist and trying right to on. help out artists.
1: Yeah, and with having that robust background and that affinity to artists, um, when did you get the idea for Tune FM, and and you know, being so artist driven, there's a lot of alignment with it. So figured we start there. Of, of when did you come up with this concept and and start figuring out how to help all the different artists out there? And what inspired it?
0: Yeah, um, it came in multiple stages. Um, so when I was in college, um, I wanted to network with other artists and musicians. And nobody's like wearing a name tag like they do at a conference where it says what company they're part of and whether they're, you know, a sponsor or a technologist or whatever. So the equivalent of like having a name tag that says, I'm a violinist, I'm a guitar player, I'm a drummer, I'm a producer, um, and what I'm looking for. I'm looking for joining a band, just jamming, starting a band, um, these types of things. I'm looking for other opportunities um, so I started this thing called Musicians at Brown, and essentially it was just a Google form. Um, but the difference was, and it asked a lot of questions about what genres you play and all musical questions. But the difference was, um I gave everyone a link to the master spreadsheet of all the answers. so, and it had a built-in chat function. So basically hundreds and hundreds of students signed up and they were networking with each other. It was sort of like, um, a quick and dirty a social network. Uh, and people used it to put bands together and find musicians for productions like plays. And um, it became sort of part of the cultural zeitgeist where I was in college. And that was the sort of initial seeds of the idea of creating an artist-centric social network. Um, at the time, the Facebook movie had come out and, and you know social networks were really blowing up. Um, But also um, I wanted to find a way to help artists get paid and really solve the problem that the music industry has. And that part of it came later. Um, My brother actually had a similar idea of selling music directly to fans Um, because he was producing beats at Penn Studios and working with local rappers. And basically um, he wanted to find a way for these uh, artists to distribute their music directly to their fans and just get paid directly because there's no actual way to upload to at the time iTunes um, so we kicked around a lot of ideas and we decided to join forces um, and we originally started with a sort of fiat based system um, but that quickly didn't really work out because you can't do micropayments with fiat you can't buy a 20 second uh, 20 cent song or less with uh, a credit card because the fees are 30 cents and three percent and so I thought there must be a way with crypto um and at the time you know ethereum and bitcoin were out there but the problem was the fees were even higher than visa so it was like 15 dollars 10 dollars to send a token so that wasn't going to work but I knew that there would be some sort of crypto solution that would work in the future and so fast forward to around 2017 2018 uh during the one of the big crypto runups, um i became aware of a technology called hashgraph before it launched publicly um and i did a lot of research for months and talked to members of the team and dove into the the white paper it was 80 pages and they said that they'll be launching a public ledger very soon and uh that became uh hedera so Hedera Hashgraph, the public distributed ledger technology, and it's sort of a next generation of the blockchain where it's technically not even a blockchain. It's a distributed ledger technology, uh, which is from its core architecture, way faster, way more efficient, and ultimately way cheaper to use. So you can do actual micro payments of a fraction of a penny, and your fees are going to be less than a thousandth of a penny. So that seemed extremely attractive to me. And I finally, like the light bulb went off that this is the technology I've been waiting for to be able to realize this vision. And of course, Spotify was already big then. And so I wanted to find a way to solve the problem that Spotify wasn't solving, which is they're paying artists peanuts next to nothing, 0.04 cents per stream. It's going to the rights holder and the artist gets less less than 10% of that. Um, and even Snoop Dogg did something recently where he has over a billion streams, and he he made like 40 grand, which for him is nothing, but for the vast majority, 99% of artists, they make, you know, less than 100 bucks or less than $10, and they can't even break minimum wage with millions and millions of streams. Um, so clearly, like, there's something wrong with the business model there, and there's not enough money to be spread around, or there's too many intermediaries taking huge chunks of money from the artist, and... So I wanted to create um, sort of an open network where any artist can join and get paid directly from the listener uh, in micropayments, and we can facilitate those transactions. And that was the sort of kernel of the idea for TuneFM, at uh, which we started building in 2019.
2: You have questions about blockchain? Like how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back, Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better barbecued or (laughs) deep-fried? Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore, because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real-world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy, if you're into those sorts of things. Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients, IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. (laughs) So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code edge of for 50% off and start your next block today.
3: Very cool, man. And, um, yeah, you know, there it's, it's, it's a real problem that has been discussed for a while. I've been at NAMM and, you know, we've, we've seen the evolution started with Napster and, you know, all the MP3s that were floating around college dorm rooms when I was a student. And, and we are now, and, and essentially, we've slowly eroded at the, the inherent value of, of one of the most important creative professions um, globally, right? Like, what would the world be like without music? So um, how do we make sure these artists get paid it, It's such a profound and important conversation to have. Let's dive in a little bit more about what TuneFM is all about. How is it different than other NFT uh, music platforms? Because you know, it's, you guys aren't the only one out there, right? But but there are some differentiators that we should sort of break down for folks so they understand. And then along those lines, I really want to understand more about how it's decentralized, because um, you know, I'm not familiar with uh other platforms that have that particular like focus in its dna so so yeah help help us understand all this a little bit more
0: yeah so we're completely unique in the sense that we're the only ones actually paying artists for listening to music Uh, there's no one else out there doing that and it's only possible with our underlying hedera technology and it's all powered through the jam token which is running on hedera natively and it's, um, it's not a smart contract token. It's actually a native uh, layer one token um, that runs with the same code that H HBAR, which is Hedera's native asset. And so that really enables us to have super high throughput, hundreds of thousands of transactions per second, super low fees, and the highest level security, which is asynchronous Byzantine fault tolerant, or ABFT for short. And so the way we... Um, sort of differentiate in many ways actually the first is the streaming so fundamentally we're a streaming platform we're not a distributor uh sending your music to Spotify um and you can actually come to TuneFM FM and listen to music directly uh we're not doing services for tracking rights on other platforms so a lot of this sort of nft music stuff um is looking into that but also a lot of so-called uh music NFTs are really just music related nfts so Um, They have, they're really JPEGs that have to do with the musical artist or have a musical theme, um, or they might be a token-gated JPEG access to some musical event. We're a true music NFT, so not only are we a streaming platform, but we're also a music NFT marketplace. And we're the only music NFT marketplace that's vertically integrated within a streaming platform. So you can actually enjoy the music NFTs where you buy them. And they're real music NFTs, they actually have music attached to them in the metadata. So we've sort of pioneered like a true music NFT platform where you can have multimedia. So you can have songs, you can have videos, you can have images and multi-files. You can put all of these into one NFT, you can put an entire album with the music video, with the, the credits and all of the, uh, sort of behind the scenes footage or graphics. Um, you can also have unlockable perks attached to those nfts so we've actually built our own system where you have to to actually be the nft owner in order to essentially unlock uh, these perks that come with it that could be anything virtual like access to some uh, private community or a chat group with the artist or something in person like a backstage pass or vip package or some sort of um uh, direct access experience with the artist like a facetime or meet and greet uh or something really special and and then you can even stack those um nfts and experiences as tiers so you could have multi-tier drops which are essentially different assets you can have a one-of-one with the most exclusive thing like hang out you know on a super yacht with uh beyonce for example and that can go on auction and can reach millions of dollars and or you can have a a lower tier for a fan club with say 500 members and that's a fixed price at a few hundred bucks. Um, and so it's very flexible in that sense. And you can even token gate the actual media. So Real you have to quick. buy the key. So
1: there's, there's, there's something I want to uh, tap in on because you just gave us a ton. And I'm sure we're going to like keep getting into to more of these, but a couple of takeaways. The fact that, Jam um, and, and how uh, 2NFM has been built is as a layer one. A lot of people, you know, as they're trying to understand some ecosystems for people already in crypto, might have thought it was a, a layer two built on top of Hedera, but in fact, it is a layer one. So that's a really cool distinction. And because of that, you have it's very powerful in being able to do a lot of the things that you listed. Most of the other competitors that you have out there aren't able to act in these interactions just from the simple just from the the concept of it not being a layer one. So I think that's a really cool distinction. But another one is just in the fabric of uh, how Jam is set up. And I kind of want to dive into this a little bit more. Earlier you brought up the fact that Snoop Dogg had a billion streams uh, and and only made about $40,000. And and you were also diving into how uh, transactions could become Um, expensive uh, depending on if you are on other platforms like ethereum and bitcoin etc but how are you using the jam token to make micropayments directly to to listeners and to the artists for all of the seconds of the music that's being played since you, you are doing this as a service and as a streaming
0: yeah so our motto is when the music gets played the artist gets paid And so that happens automatically for every second that the music is streamed. So if you say stream a four minute song, uh, you'll get paid for that exact amount of time that you, uh, that your song was streamed. And that happens instantly. So when you sign up for tune FM, we've made it very simple for a non-crypto native non degen, you know, just normal music fans to be able to sign up with, uh, sort of familiar, uh, web2 ux so just email and password and we set up their non-custodial wallet for them we airdrop them tokens so they can start playing music right away and we do all the sophisticated web3 tech under the hood because really we're obfuscating the the web3 sort of aspect of it the crypto aspect is really just an underlying sort of back-end payments infrastructure and so essentially once i finish playing that song um, we facilitate a, a micropayment directly from my wallet to the artist's wallet. And so whether I'm listening here in the U.S. and the artist is in Indonesia or anywhere in the world uh, or in Africa, you know, that payment happens instantly. And then when they accumulate Jam, they can cash that out through, their, through our multiple fiat on-ramp and off-ramp partners to their local currency, whether that's euros or pounds or whatever local currency they have. Because you know, music is really a universal language. And so we have a global currency for music and we see Jam as the global reserve currency for music. And that's backed by music streaming, which is the main commodity, which we facilitate through micropayments. And so for the example uh, of Snoop Dogg, where he was only earning 40,000, the equivalent amount of streams uh, on our platform, he would earn over 4 million for that amount. And so we actually peg the amount to one penny uh, per minute. And so the price of jam uh, won't affect how much you're getting paid on a sort of value level. And so there's always uh, um, a jam per minute streaming rate. So you always know how much jam you're going to get paid per minute. And at the moment that the transaction is initiated, we use that exchange rate and pay you directly. So instead of getting less than 10% of point four cents or 0.004 cents um, you would actually get four cents for a four minute stream um, which is way different it's a hundred times more it's very Spotify. cool
3: man and uh, I, I think a lot of artists are, are going to be attracted to these capabilities and you've got a pretty big vision here you know at edge of nft we like to also break cool news and I know there's something you wanted to share on today's show that is fresh off the press around how you're going to execute this vision and and what that sort of strategic uh, announcement is to enable that possibility. So without further ado, what's the big news?
0: Yeah. So um, I'm excited to announce uh, today it's on CoinDesk and um, Decrypt and a bunch of others that uh, we just closed a $20 million funding round led by LDA Capital. It's a $12 billion private equity and venture capital firm uh, that really believes in our vision uh, for disrupting the music industry and revolutionizing um, how artists get paid. And so um, we're really excited about that. Um, And there's a lot of things uh, in our plans with regards to what we're doing with the funding, but um, I would say a good portion will go towards... Uh, liquidity a good portion will go towards um, development of new product and a good portion will go towards marketing we're really excited about what's in store for the next few months Uh, we've actually just also finished putting the finishing touches on developing our mobile app so we have an amazing ios and android app as well as a desktop app so you'll be able to get those native apps downloaded and whatever you're using And so that's a key component, Um, obviously, for music streaming. It's got to be on a native mobile app. And then um, looking further out into the future, uh, we're very interested in building a music festival metaverse. And there's actually a lot of technology challenges to that, but the overall vision is basically like Coachella but in the metaverse. I won't say too much about that cuz that's sort of in the works.
3: Yeah, we'll we'll have a chance to to dive into sort of your own map a little bit more, but before we do that, let me let me say three three letters which is LFG. Um congrats man, Thanks. that's a that's a great uh milestone and, and you were able to achieve that in in you know, a tough economic market where I would say There's a fair bit of of venture folks that um, moved on to other things, right? Like AI or health tech or or biotech, you know, meanwhile, there's real potential here. Um, And and I think our industry has been uh, overlooked uh, due to the unfortunate sort of bad news, not just bad press, but, but unfortunate news, uh, unscrupulous characters in the space and and, and, you know, meanwhile, there's people really building things. And, and it seems like, um, you know, what you've done here to get to this point is very meaningful. I know it's not easy to get a fund to write a check that large. So uh, just want to congratulate you on, on that milestone.
0: Thank you. And we actually um, did close the deal uh, earlier in the fall. And um, it, was, it happened to be um, at the very bottom of the crypto market, uh, the absolute bottom. Um, we're one of the only survivors of crypto winter most of the sort of web3 music things have actually gone defunct um i recently was looking at, at a bunch of them and, and then there is uh, some technical housekeeping stuff with regards to custody and whatnot that we couldn't announce it until today um, but we finally got all that squared away before the new year um, and now we're happy to announce finally today. And it just happens to be the exact same day that the SEC approved the Bitcoin ETFs just happened about an hour ago. Um, The SEC site uh, crashed. Um, They had that sort of uh, um, fake out yesterday where they were hacked, but it actually did happen today. Um, And the whole recent run up is based on that um, happening. So Really interesting, uh, perfect timing for us to get this announcement out there. I think the bull run is in. It's going to be a very interesting year coming up. And uh, we're really happy to be right there at the right time to uh, benefit the most from this new bull run.
3: And now, a brief interlude from today's show so you can get ready to wave your magic wand with Cast Magic. Our team has saved a ton of time and money using Cast Magic for our show, and the potential use cases are boundless for any company creating content. Imagine turning a single recording into a goldmine of engagement for any type of show, webinar, or other type of audio and or video content, whether it's short or long. With Cast Magic, you can save over 20 hours a week. No more tedious transcribing or brainstorming social media posts. Cast Magic does it all, generating show notes, summaries, blog posts, and even newsletters and minutes. Think of it as your content alchemist, transforming every audio or video into a treasure trove of valuable content. Want to experience the magic? Get a seven-day trial on us by going to bit.ly forward slash CastMagic referral and join cast Magic's vibrant Slack community of over a thousand innovators. Don't just create, cast your magic with Cast Magic.
1: Oh, absolutely. I was going to say impeccable timing. I mean, the fact that this news release happens today and then, like you said, the Bitcoin ETF approval, uh, it's... It's an exciting time to start off 2024, and um, you, a moment ago, kind of laid out a ton of things that TuneFM's been working on, and, and one that I want to go back and spend a little bit more time on um, is the uh, app. Uh, m- most people consume music from their phones, and so, of course, from your phone, you want to be able to access an app and not necessarily just be on a, a website to, to listen to your music. So, you know, what's the vision for the app that you've created, and what can people expect to be able to, to do uh, with it?
0: yeah so because you know we're the crazy ones who are trying to compete with the big boys like spotify and apple music uh at the end of the day while we're fully aware that the economics of our business model is super advantageous towards artists we're a two-sided marketplace so we need to be super advantageous to users and actually create a better experience uh, than spotify and apple music so it's a super high bar Um, to create something that's more compelling than Spotify, which has done a great job with their sort of consumer side of their offering, but a terrible job with the artist side of what they do and the economics of the business. And so we're solving both of those things. Because it's uh, the NFT marketplace and digital assets and music collectibles are vertically integrated in the streaming platform, we have Things in the app that you literally can't get anywhere else that are not available on things like Spotify. So direct access to the artist, um, these cool experiences, all of the NFTs and everything that's not part of any other project out there. Um, And we even have uh, streaming royalties because it's vertically integrated and you can earn Jam for the streaming in app. We've uh, built it so that you can attach a percentage of the streaming in-app Intune FM to an NFT. So if you buy an NFT, uh, you can participate in the upside uh, alongside that artist, along with all the other NFT holders, and basically own a piece of a song. Um, And that's really exciting. And that's just a feature of what we're doing. There's a company called Royal that was trying to do a similar thing. And that was their main focus but what they were doing is just giving you a tiny portion like 0.1 percent of royalties coming from spotify or apple music so that's a key distinction because they're paying out six months to a year later just a couple pennies so you can hardly buy a sandwich with that uh and you would have to shell out a lot of money for a, a tiny slice of nothing but our royalties start to get paid instantly the moment you own the nft you'll start to see income streaming into your wallet and so Royal has had a hard time with the SEC. They're claiming that it's not a security. Um, we're very clear that we're taking a, a very safe path in which um, we're very aware that something that can, own, that can earn passive income uh, is a security. So if you sell an NFT that um, has streaming royalties attached to it, it's only available now for non-US KYC users um and so but we also have a path which i've cleared with multiple lawyers and partners at firms to actually make it possible to legally sell these earning nfts in the u.s u.s customers um, and i won't go into the details of how that legal structure works but it would be a totally compliant way to do it as a security and so we're really excited about that as well and so um that's just a taste of you know the things that we're offering There's other cool features like an unbelievable uh, music visualizer. So if you've ever gone to like an EDM show, for example, and you see these amazing visuals, now you can have that with you on your phone while you're listening to music. There's no visualizer on Spotify or SoundCloud or Apple. If you remember all the way back to the days of Winamp uh, on your Windows 95, uh, they used to have cool visualizers and screensavers. And so we've taken that to the next level and brought that back where you can literally feel like you're at a show and have this sort of like, there's literally thousands of visualizers in there, but some are very psychedelic and some are very cool and, you know, they sync up with the music and that's just one example of the ways that we're putting power features that make the experience more enjoyable than Spotify.
3: Cool, man. Well, let's let's talk for a moment about uh, Hedera, right? Um, you know, some people may may not even be using Hedera right now. Um, they've been on our show. Um, have a lot of respect for that uh, ecosystem. But but why did you choose Hedera? And as you look at your roadmap, how important is interoperability across other layer ones? Um, you know, in the mix, or is Hedera sort of your bread and butter uh, here in 2 Infinity?
0: Yeah, um, we're definitely Hedera first, uh, Hedera native, Hedera here in 2 Infinity, as you'd say. It's purely a technological decision, it has nothing to do with hype or D gens. And we're honestly not marketing or catering our product towards the Web3 Crypto Bro DGEN crowd. Obviously, we have a lot of those people are interested in our product and joining, and people in the Hedera ecosystem who are part of our users. Um, but ultimately, I see a layer one decision the same way, and I've been in software development for, for over well over a decade, the same way you would choose um, a back-end service like AWS or Google Cloud or Oracle. Nobody really cares that the website you're using or even knows what database or what deployment system they're using um in the back end and so i see payment rails really as a sort of back-end technology decision i think that the the dgen crypto bro crowd um is a very niche audience it takes a lot to onboard to a traditional web 3 you have to uh, install metamask and you have to download an exchange and buy an exchange and send your metamask and then log in with the wallet which is a new concept and then maybe be able to purchase something. And that's a 40 minute onboarding process at minimum for anyone who's not familiar with that. We don't want to be anything like that. You don't need to know that it's on Hedera. We're not necessarily pushing that fact. Um, You can think of jam tokens like credits that you would purchase with a credit card. So you sign with an email password and you buy jam with a credit card. Very simple. Um, The same way if you go to a casino and you want to play poker, you want to play blackjack, you go to to the cashier, you put down cash, you get your tokens or chips, essentially. Uh, you play your game and whatever amount you end up with, you go to the cashier and you cash out. And so that's the way we see it, more like a crypto jukebox, or you're buying jukebox tokens to be able to play music or buy NFTs. The reason we actually chose Adera is because it's actually the only choice that we had uh, in order to achieve our vision of micropayments compared to the alternatives, uh, Hedera is by far the cheapest, um, but most importantly, it's by far the most secure. So it's the only public ledger that's achieved ABFT level security, which is the highest possible grade, and there's math proofs uh, supporting it. And it's also um, has something that none of the other chains have, which is a distributed global governance council. So it's a very sort of democratic process, almost like a republic. where they have term limits and uh each council member has can vote on things and and these council members are not just random joe schmoes or miners or whoever like you have with bitcoin um or members you know like with ethereum you have the benevolent dictatorship of vitalik and with uh bitcoin you have the oligarchy of miners uh, but with hedera you have this uh democratic governance council and these members are Fortune 100 uh, corporations like Dell, IBM, Google, Boeing, LG, and some of the largest banks in the world, and the list goes on. There's 39 members.
1: Real and- quick, I, I do want to hop in and just say that, like, uh, I've I've spent a good amount of time just looking into Hedera ecosystem, and it's it's thorough. Um, everyone's top class in, in what they're doing, and it's and they they're playing the long game. I talked to Dr. Lehman Bird. A, uh, a couple of years ago and just, you know, he was one of the very first people that I talked about within ecosystems that had a 10 year plan. A lot of these ecosystems when they were talking, they're always, you know, they weren't necessarily looking at that kind of vision, but when they were building, they were trying to make sure that whatever they built would be here for the next decade. And then, then building for the next decade after that. So ecosystem is really awesome. But I, I, I wanna kind of shift this really quickly um, as we wrap up this segment into talking about what is the future of Tune FM. So, you know, what are some of the drops that are coming out this year that you can tease up and talk about and and what's left for the roadmap that you have?
0: Yeah, um, so just on your point uh, about Hedera, you know, it's a very professional, the sort of enterprise uh, grade and um, the vibe is very serious and that's what went into why we wanted to choose them. And the other thing is the performance is, Uh, way better than any other where they say it's over 10,000 transactions per second, but it's been tested at over hundreds of thousands and that's per shard. So it's infinitely scalable. And that's super important as we scale up moving into the future, because you need to be able to support millions of concurrent users in which in a single session, they could be triggering hundreds of transactions. And that's only possible with Hedera. Um, And that brings me uh, to what's coming for us. So massive scale Uh, we want to onboard the next million users the next 10 million users we have some really exciting drops coming up Um, we're working with some of the biggest celebrities and artists in the world Um, there's a long list of them and um, there's not there's a bunch that i can't talk about but we are working with uh the michael jackson estate for some really cool exclusive uh, NFTs, uh, exclusive songs that have never been released before, uh, from Michael Jackson and collaborations with big artists like Bruno Mars and The Weeknd and Justin Timberlake, um, and also working on a really cool experience with the Wu-Tang Clan as part of their new Las Vegas residency. Um, and there's a lot more, um, but that's all I'll touch on for now.
3: <laughs> Hello again, Web3 Curious listeners. If you're tuning into our podcast, we'd love for you to connect with us on our social media channels. Let us know what aspects of the show you love and what or who you're eager to hear more about. Your insights help us refine the show and bring you the topics and guests that matter most to you. Thanks for sticking with us. Back to the episode.
1: <laughs> That's all, man. That's all of those were <laughs> jaw-dropping. I mean, <laughs> let's just spend a, a moment with the, the Michael Jackson estate. Like, God, that must have taken forever. To, to to get that off the ground i mean regardless of you're bringing in web 3 just being able to do anything with them is a ton of work so that's a huge one i mean other big names like bruno mars and wu-tang clan and, and everything else it's, it's uh tuna film has an exciting year in in front of it um yeah i just can't say enough about that that's awesome
3: yeah um you know you just you just drop some some bombs there and um, we'll let we'll let them sort of uh, do their thing without having to elaborate yet. Obviously a lot more to talk about um, down the road and uh, just really excited man about what you're what you're building. it's it's an honor to have you on the show and we we have a fun segment we want to transition to where we get to know you a little bit better. so let's uh let's go there. NFTLA returns as an inclusive week of community events throughout LA, celebrating the Outer Edge of innovation.
1: Builders be building.
3: There's so much energy colliding around gaming, AI, generative art, the metaverse,
1: decentralized social, and the future of entertainment. If you want to be in the mix, including the official free NFTLA celebration, visit outeredge.live to subscribe for your updates and RSVP.
3: All right, it's time for Edge Quick Hitters. These are a fun, quick way to get to know you a little better. There are 10 questions, and we're looking for just a short, single, or few word response. Feel free to expand if you get the urge. You ready?
0: All right, go ahead.
3: All right, if you've listened to the show before, one of our 300 episodes, this should be a walk in the park. What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life?
0: Oh, wow, first thing I've ever purchased? probably a piece of candy. I I can't remember exactly, but, uh, you know, I was probably a pretty young kid or maybe one of those, uh, it's probably one of those gumball machines at the supermarket when I was like, there you go. Yeah. You get your, your treats. So it's very analogous to what we're doing now. (laughs) See, that's why we asked the question.
3: Our sugar addiction starts at a young age. What is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life?
0: Um, So it's funny story. I started uh, the first business I ever started uh, when I was 13 was actually a savings and loan bank. Um, In my middle school, um, I negotiated uh, uh, basically a permit to open up in the main lobby of our school. And I wrote up all these contracts for um, accounts and loans and deposits. And I was paying interest and uh, I was charging interest for loans and paying interest out for deposits, and I had all these spreadsheets. And I remember the first day that I opened, uh, I had a line like, probably 50 to 100 kids were lining up to open their accounts with me. Uh, and that was a really cool experience. That's sort of how I, I caught the bus nice, for uh, entrepreneurship, Very cool. yeah. being a founder.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's super entrepreneurial. Awesome job.
0: Um, what's the most recent thing you purchased? So um, I recently purchased something on Poshmark for the first time, uh, that sort of uh, clothing marketplace, talking to a friend of mine about these sort of old school uh, khaki uh, raincoats, those trench coats, uh, and like London Fog like, doesn't really sell them anymore, so i found like a vintage one that's my size i haven't worn it yet but i bought it It was like 30 bucks and these things are uh, like 300 hey with
3: so. with with uh climate change these days uh i i think we can anticipate more more ring yeah,
1: yeah definitely. well on the flip side of that what is the most recent thing you've sold well
0: technically the most recent thing i sold is jam because i'm selling jam all the time just algorithmically with our market makers so <laughs> i'd say jam is what has uh, recently sold probably during this podcast (laughs) probably
3: after this podcast and when someone's listening to this podcast it's still selling uh andrew what is your most prized possession
0: i would say it is my uh violin i was really lucky that when i was young um my parents uh, invested in a very high quality handmade instrument that was made specifically for me it took six months from a luthier um who actually handmade all the instruments for a lot of the prominent concert masters and soloists especially the philadelphia orchestra where i'm from it is appreciated in value significantly i recently got it appraised but i would never sell it you know to the day i die basically because that's my my instrument
3: yeah that's a very special story and and sort of again tells us a little bit more about how you're wired um (laughs) That pun was not intended. (laughs) Uh, If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical, surface, uh, experience that is currently for sale, what would it be?
0: Well, what I would say is the things that I would want to buy are not yet for sale, but they will be on Tune FM, uh, which is all about super high utility, uh, exclusive experiences with artists. And so it would probably be something like spending a weekend in an exotic location with my favorite group of artists and having private shows or something and you know something along those lines um but i'm definitely more interested in musical experiences um and fun things with artists that I
3: if you could hook me up with uh, a private trip with bono i will be your, your best friend forever be i will best. work
0: on that. i be will best. work on that. that's the type yeah. of stuff we're talking about it's funny because um music has a weird way of playing with your emotions and um everyone in the world loves music that's something we all agree on but there's everyone has their one two or three absolute diehard favorite artists um, in the world that they would do anything to have a relationship with or spend some time with or talk to or even hang out with or become their friend and at the end of the day, like those are the super high value, high ticket things that we're monetizing for super fans. Yeah,
1: it's awesome. And I'm sure it's going to keep evolving uh, as that marketplace comes out. So that's going to be a cool one to keep on everybody's radar. Um, if you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Um, All my
0: friends say that I'm super laid back and chill. Um, and like, I don't necessarily, like, I just feel normal, but apparently compared to most people, it's, like, way more chill, Um, and I think the next generation probably needs a dose of chill, needs a chill pill, Um, and maybe they could just, you know, sit back and enjoy the process, and, you know, when you look back on, you know, having achieved things, you look back that the times of struggle will end up being the most beautiful part of the story, so everyone's just got to chill out and You know let the process take its course yeah
1: i like that um very tense in a lot of ways uh but uh, the more people can relax uh, the the more can get done and and be more enjoyable on the other side of that if you could eliminate one of your care uh one of your characteristics for the next generation what would it be
0: i guess sometimes i want things to happen instantly um and it's kind of the opposite of what i was saying um and, you know, I can see I have a vision for the future, um, but I guess biding my time and just not wanting things to happen quicker and not really caring about that is something I'm working nice. on.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think I know the answer here, Andrew, to both these questions, but what did you do just before joining us on the podcast?
0: well i was frantically sending out um this funding announcement the coindesk article to like a few dozen people who needed to hear about it um and uh simultaneously getting ready for it i had
3: a feeling <laughs> um and what are you gonna do next after the podcast
0: i'll probably continue um telling everyone that i know uh who needs to hear about it um about the news and uh maybe i'll eventually eat some dinner there you go
3: man well uh one of those fun exciting days um where food doesn't become the the focal point uh richard do we have a bonus question today for andrew we
1: absolutely have a bonus question especially after that beautiful message around everyone has that one artist that they want to have be friends with um andrew who's your favorite artist of all time
0: Oh, that's a really hard question. Um, well, um, I'd have to say my favorite band still to this day is Portugal The Man. Um, and I have met them backstage before. Um, my recent favorite artist is Rufus Sol, and I've also met them. Um, but I haven't met Michael Jackson, so <laughs> maybe uh, we'll get in touch with his uh spirit through uh the throw soundtrack. some
3: ai in there and i think you could probably figure that out actually that's, that's um,
0: it's funny you say that's exactly what we're going to be doing with one of the songs uh is finishing the song through ai using michael jackson's actual voice and to finish his song so yeah that's what i'm playing. wow <laughs> so
3: so much to unpack here uh this was a really fun conversation um really excited to keep following your journey andrew Where can our listeners go to learn more about you and Tune FM?
0: Well, luckily enough, Tune FM, our name is the domain. So you just plug in your browser, Tune.fm, four letters. We have the best domain on the internet. And uh, if you want to learn more about me, I'm sure you could go to my LinkedIn. Um, But otherwise, um, definitely check out Tune FM, sign up get your thousand jam for free for signing up. It's our gift to you. And uh, just enjoy discovering some music, you know, take a risk, listen to some band you never heard of and you might fall in love with them. Beautiful. And,
3: and you know, if you are a fan uh, excited about Tune FM and gonna sign up anyways, you may as well participate in a special giveaway that we're doing. Thanks uh, for your generosity here, Andrew. I'll let you share the details of, of the grand prize.
0: Yeah, so we have a very special um, amount of jam uh, in our community. And it's really, uh, it's because we have an exclusive private club called the Million Jam Whale Club. And it doesn't matter what the price, but if you're able to buy a million jam or somehow win maybe a million jam, um, you're, you're granted exclusive access to this club uh there's well over a hundred members of the club and it's by far the most entertaining and most vibrant crypto community on the internet um there's thousands of messages a day between these hundred members just to give you an idea um and it's where all the action happens so if you want all the exclusive alpha all the inside scoop you want access to me directly you gotta have a million jam you can join our public telegram and ask the admin to let you in and prove your your stake um but today we're happy to announce a special giveaway to one lucky winner a million jam prize which comes with access to the million jam whale club and uh we're really excited about that and hope that um somebody will um win and be the lucky one to come into our club all right
3: there you have it we're giving away one million jam which comes with all these alpha perks uh so we'll we'll announce the details for that contest soon and folks will have a chance to not only uh listen to some new music support the artists but uh you know have a chance to um win a very cool prize and hopefully get some long-term benefit from it we have reached the utter limit at the edge of nft for today Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on the Starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that'll make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole and subscribe to our newsletter, as well as our YouTube channel for all the latest shows, contests, and more Web3 updates. Look us up on all major social platforms by typing Edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today.
1: The views and opinions expressed on Edge of NFT reflect solely those views and opinions of the show hosts and its guests. Please make sure to do your own research. Our show is not financial advice. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk whenever making financial decisions, we recommend doing your own research and talking to your accountant for financial advice. From time to time, we may feature sponsored content on the show for which we receive value, and we may share links for which we receive a commission if you make a purchase through one of those links. Refer to our website, www.edgeofnft.com,
2: for our full disclaimer, terms and conditions, and privacy policy.